Hello everyone. Before we start today's podcast, some exciting news for you. You can experience the Inside Politics podcast live in Dublin on May 16th when Hugh Linehan, Jennifer Bray and I will be joined by Cliff Young of Ipsos, one of America's top pollsters, to talk about the US election, our own local and European elections and much more. It's a breakfast event kicking off at 8am in Trinity College. If you'd like to attend, you can get tickets at irishtimes.com forward slash events. That's irishtimes.com forward slash events. I hope we see lots of you there. Hello, and you're very welcome to the Inside Politics podcast from the Irish Times. I'm Harry McGee, standing in today for Hugh Linehan. Joining me today to discuss the results of the latest Ipsos Irish Times opinion poll is political editor Pat Leahy. The results of today's Irish Times poll will give people plenty of food for thought on the question of Irish neutrality. Uh, It's a long-held policy. It's been there since the war. It's become a bit of a sacred cow. But the ongoing war in Ukraine has certainly concentrated minds and essentially coerced people to revisit uh, the whole concept of neutrality. And we have some very interesting findings in the latest iteration of our poll. And Pat Leahy, who has been analysing it, is here to talk to me about it. I think it was quite inevitable that we would ask people about neutrality, given what's happened in Ukraine, Pat. So perhaps you could describe or outline uh, the findings of the poll as they relate to this particular topic. Thanks, Harry. Yeah, um, as you say, I suppose the topic of neutrality, which hasn't really been in you know, part of the mainstream political discourse in any sort of meaningful way for a long, long time, really. But it has shot back to public prominence in the light of the invasion of Ukraine. And we've seen in recent weeks, you know, the Taoiseach, Tónishta, Minister for Foreign Affairs and other senior politicians have talked about having a debate on neutrality. Now, in my experience uh, covering politics, you know, when somebody says they would like a debate about something, they mean they want to change uh, in it and they are trying to prepare the ground for that. And I think that's what's going on at the moment. Even President Michael D. Higgins has said that he wants a well-informed debate about neutrality, though uh, I, I, I rather suspect that the president's preferred conclusions of that debate are um, somewhat different to the direction that I think the Taoiseach and Tonsha and Mr. Coveney are trying to nudge things. But anyway, um, to go through the findings uh, briefly and in, in summary, we asked people um, a series of statements and asked them whether they agreed or disagreed with them. And first of all, we asked them the you know, the straight out question, do you support Ireland's current model of military neutrality or would you like to see it change? 66% of people said they support Ireland's current model of neutrality. Just 24% said they would like to see it change with don't knows at 11%. So that's an overwhelming majority really for the retention of Ireland's current model of military neutrality. Were you surprised by that finding, Pat? I think I was probably a little surprised at the extent of it. Um, I'm not surprised that there is majority support for neutrality, but I had a suspicion, I suppose, that the picture might have been altered somewhat by the situation in Ukraine. But Irish people, at least by the going by 
the results of this poll are quite clear about this because we asked them about Ukraine as well and in the series of statements. And so it's not that people are acting without any regard for what's going on in Ukraine. And we asked in a series of the, the statements uh, that we asked people whether they agreed with or, or not, we deliberately referenced Ukraine. So, you know, we asked people, you know, did they want to see tougher sanctions, even if it resulted in higher costs in Ireland? 70% of people in favour uh, of that. But then when we go to ask people, you know, if they agreed that Ireland should send military aid to Ukraine, even if it affects neutrality, small majority of uh, people against that, 55 percent of people disagree with that. Similar proportion, 54 percent of people disagree with the proposition that in the light of the Russian invasion of Ukraine, they want to see Ireland play a greater military role to defend the EU. And this is something that's been discussed in Brussels. We might come to that uh, in in a few minutes. But 54 percent of people disagree with that. Just a third, 33 percent of people uh, agree with this. And going back uh, again on the, 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 the final statement that we asked People, we uh, whether they agreed or disagreed with the statement, I am worried that Ireland could be dragged into a war, so it is important for us to stay neutral on Ukraine again. Sixty two thirds of people, almost sixty five percent of people agreeing with that statement. So I think in summary, you know, people are seeing what's going on in Ukraine, Harry, but uh, there is a limit to the extent to which they want Ireland to be uh, to be involved, at least uh, on a military level. Yeah, it's, it seems to me, Pat, that the questions are, are quite specific and it shows that when you drill down on them, that people have been thinking about this issue because the questions relate not only to a general statement on neutrality, they also look at uh, Ireland perhaps playing a role in Ukraine and also address the proposition of uh, uh, increased EU militarisation. And people were quite clear in relation uh, to that and majorities in both cases opposing that. So neutrality still seems to be a very important uh, principle uh, for a majority of Irish people. At the same time, uh, people also support an increase in sanctions. So the evidence from the polls seems to suggest that people have been thinking about it, and despite the uh, the comments and noises that we've had from government in relation to neutrality, they have not been minded to change their minds on this issue. No, and there's no there's no sign in these numbers today that there is any prospect of them changing their minds on it. And I think that's one of the messages that the government will take out of this poll today is that any attempt to um and you know any attempt to bring about a change in Ireland's policy of neutrality before that was to be successful. An awful lot of people would have to change their minds and there's no sign that that, uh, that, that is going to happen. I mean, you talked about earlier about, uh, Ari, about neutrality being kind of a, a, a sacred cow. Um, I think, that, yeah, that that's a good description. You could also view it uh, as kind of a, a third rail, you know. I mean, they used to say about American politics that social security was the third rail, uh, referencing the, uh, the the electrified rail that runs on the uh, the subway in New York. And if you if you touched it, uh, you died. Well, you know, maybe neutrality is 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 kind of like that uh, as well. It's a sort of untouchable part of public policy. That having been said, you know, they used to say the same about corporation tax. 
you know, and uh, and and corporation tax that absolutely everybody in Irish politics agreed couldn't be changed. Uh, suddenly, we found that everybody in Irish politics agreed that it could be changed. But certainly, there is no sign anywhere in these numbers, whatever about any other research one might care to do on it, there is no sign in these numbers that there is any diminishing of the Irish public's attachment to the idea of uh, of neutrality, whatever we know that the practice of Irish neutrality has been somewhat elastic and it has tended to mean whatever the incumbent government wanted it uh, to mean. But I think even within that, there are some guardrails that the government couldn't go outside. Yeah, we've seen in the past with some issues that public sentiment has changed with time and with changing circumstances. And in this instance, we do have changed circumstances uh, do you think that uh, the are uh, that the uh, that if perhaps if we were to uh, conduct a similar poll in a year's time if the situation in ukraine uh, were to continue as is that there might be a change of public sentiment uh, are people being asked about neutrality perhaps a little bit too early in this particular conflict or cycle or do you think that people have actually been thinking about it to the extent that's required Look, you know, who knows what the situation might look like in a year's time. And you'd have to think to yourself, well, you know, if there was further evidence of Russian war crimes on a grand scale, would that change people's minds? I'm inclined to the view, really, that what was more likely to change people's minds on neutrality would be the perception of a direct threat to them. And, you know, you see that you know, in, in, in Sweden and in Finland, who are moving to towards NATO membership in the, you know, the attitudes in Poland and in the Baltic states where they perceive a very direct threat, military threat from Russia for obvious reasons. And they're the ones that are, you know, really pushing for a greater EU defence cooperation and, uh, uh, and that because they see a direct threat to themselves. I think people here do, don't see that direct threat and therefore are, you know, I, I think, you know, to, to the extent that there is a threat, they see it at quite a considerable remove uh, from that. Now, you know, again, looking at the future, if you things like, you know, Russian cyber attacks and uh, and that sort of thing. We've seen Michal Martin has made reference in recent weeks in two speeches that he's made in recent weeks to Russian threats to, you know, our airspace and uh, uh, and our maritime defences. And I think, you know, we are likely to see very significant investment in things like radar and, naval, you know, the capacity of the Navy to do naval patrols in Irish territorial waters. And we will see that, I think, as the defence, uh, you know, as the plan for the defence forces on the foot of the Commission into the state of the defence forces earlier this year, as that begins to be rolled out in the second half of the year. But joining a military alliance uh, as such, that seems to me to be a long way away on the basis of, uh, of of today's numbers and would require a very dramatic change in circumstances beyond what we've already seen. Yeah, even within the context of the EU, which is a, a different a uh, horse of a different colour uh, to uh, NATO in, in many respects. You referred earlier, Pat, uh, to uh, those who have been uh, uh, reflecting on neutrality, and that includes the President, Michael D. Higgins. Of course, there's been a, a move amongst some in Fine Gael, um, particularly uh, to uh, to perhaps uh, press this issue 
uh, and uh, perhaps uh, erode, not erode, but maybe dilute uh, the concept of, of, of neutrality and to become more involved in EU uh, defence. But this poll in itself will be an important public weather vane. And I, I think that it may have an impact on, on, the, uh, on the thinking on neutrality uh, amongst our politicians and those who make decisions. Yeah, it's also, I think, a signpost, uh, you know, of some political danger for the government ahead. I mean, because, you know, the, the EU, whether we like it or not, the EU is moving towards greater security and military cooperation. At the most recent summit, the leaders unanimously adopted uh, what's called the Strategic Compass, you know, which requires member states to invest more in their military, to cooperate more with one another and to cooperate more with uh, with NATO. And now it's unclear how that is going to, you know, play out on a practical or operational level. That That has yet to become clear. But anything in that direction begins to sound a lot more like a military alliance, which is, and we referenced earlier that Irish neutrality has been, uh, you know, has been a pretty elastic concept uh, in in the past. But it is you know, generally defined as non-membership of any military alliance. Now, if the EU is moving to add a military arm to, you know, its uh, its cooperation, you know, I think that could become I th- think that could become kind of complicated for the government, particularly as if I think is not as, as I think is not unlikely there was a legal challenge in uh, in in uh, in the courts to any. Uh, government moves to join an uh, EU or to cooperate more closely with uh, with other EU powers on the military plane. So, um, you know, w- we know that if there is to be, def- you know, a common defence policy under Article 42 of the Lisbon Treaty, there has to be a referendum. I don't see that happening uh, in, uh, in, in the near future. But, you know, governments can't, government can't, governments can't act entirely, you know, ignorant of public you know of a public consensus on uh, on an issue for a long period of time and i i think what is clear today is that you know there is a broad public consensus for now anyway that uh, neutrality shouldn't be touched and you know that that could cause political complications for the government okay and finally Pat, one of the very interesting findings uh relates to public sentiment about the war in Ukraine. and uh, it, it, Again, it's allied to the question of neutrality. Uh, but the question uh, went, I'm worried that Ireland could be dragged into a war. So it's important for us to stay neutral in Ukraine. And 65% of voters said they uh, agreed. Uh, that uh, points to the question of neutrality, of course. But it also shows that there is a strong uh, sense of, of fear amongst public in general uh, about the impact of the war and the impact of the war in Ireland, not just because of the refugees coming in, uh, but also because of fears that perhaps the war could expand and that other European countries, including Ireland, could potentially be be drawn in. So there is a a, a high degree of fear, it seems to me, from this finding uh, that this war is going to escalate and the escalation will not be good for Europe and not be good for Ireland. Yeah, I, I suppose, you know, there's sort of, you know, there's, you know, ancestral echoes there about, you know, Ireland not being dragged into uh, European wars. Um, and, you know, I think that that's been, you know, that's been something that has always been part of the the neutrality mix. 
you know, I, I think you will hear arguments, you know, from, you know, Taoiseach, Taoiseach, Minister of Foreign Affairs in, in the future about, you know, the necessity to defend the European Union, you know, because, you know, unlike during World War One or World War Two, Ireland, you know, is now part of a European bloc and the most important part of our foreign policy, maybe our national policy over the last 30, 40 years has been membership of the European Union. And much of the European Union, no matter what we think about it, now finds itself threatened by uh, by Russia on its eastern borders. And that is probably something, you know, that we cannot ignore uh, in the longer term as well. And before we go, Pat, of course, today we published the results of the State of the Parties, according to our latest Irish Times Ipsos poll and uh, it showed some interesting uh, results that some trends that have been apparent uh, over the past year year and a half seem to have uh, paused perhaps or even stalled yeah beta for now anyway yeah yeah i think um i think so a lot of people have seen this in the in the paper on irishtimes.com uh, all, already, Harry, but worth having a brief word about it. Uh, I think this yesterday's poll, our first one since last December, so Fianna Fáil up by 3 to 23%, Fianna Gael up by 2 to 22%, Sinn Féin down 2 to 33%, uh, Labour steady on 4, Greens down 2, uh, down 2 points to uh, 3%. Just a couple of things to say about it. I think as you rightly point out, we see the arresting, at least temporarily, of, you know, that most obvious trend in Irish politics that we'd seen since the last general election, which was the rise and rise of Sinn Féin, which had, you know, climbed from the mid-20s up to the mid-30s uh, since the last election. And uh, and that, that rise has, for this poll anyway has uh, has abated um and and it's 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 mirror image the decline of Fine Gael that has stopped uh, as well and one of the interesting things about these is that they're kind of mirrored in the uh, figures for uh, satisfaction in the leaders of uh, of uh, of the the respective parties so Leo Varadkar is up Michal Martin is up quite substantially by 8 points to 51% satisfaction rating while Mary Lou McDonald falls off a little bit by 2 points um uh, down to 43% um a little bit of worry for the greens they've recorded their second fall in a row and they're now down to 3% Eamon Ryan's personal rating falling uh, as well by six points. So, look, um, you know, I, I, I think as with any one single poll, it's unwise to read too much into, uh, into it. But I think it does signal something that we had felt that was happening, which was a sort of a consolidation and slight rebound amongst the, uh, the government parties and uh, to pay for that if you like then we see the stalling and falling a little bit uh, of Sinn Féin's support. Now I think two things need to be said about the the general picture and we leave it there. First is that Sinn Féin are still 10 points ahead of their nearest rival Fianna Fáil, 11 points ahead of Fianna Gael. The, The rise of Sinn Féin remains you know, the biggest thing about Irish politics since the last uh, general election. On the other hand, if you 
as many Sinn Féin supporters do, and other people on the left as well, regard Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael as essentially two sides of the one coin, essentially the same political force, then that that political force is a dozen points ahead of uh, of Sinn Féin. And, you know, were these numbers to be repeated in a general election in the morning? Certainly Sinn Féin would be the largest party, but Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael might be within shouting distance of being able to put together uh, another uh, another government. Now, we know there isn't going to be general election in the morning. It's probably nearly three years uh, away. But I think this may be something of uh, of of a, a staging point in the you know the story of how political support is going to go up and down um, between now and the next general election. It's a poll worth looking at. I think. Pat Leahy, political editor. Thank you for that uh, fine analysis into the latest Irish Times Ipsos poll, uh, which you can find on irishtimes.com. And uh, from Inside Politics, thank you very much for listening. I'm Harry McGee. It was uh, produced by Declan Conlon uh, with sound engineering by JJ Vernon. You can listen to the podcast on irishtimes.com or on any of the platforms on which you usually listen to your podcasts.